This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. We could actually, we can practice it right now. Yeah, let's practice it. Daph, I'm the HR recruiter. You've applied for my job. I'm calling you and telling you what the salary is. Bring, bring. Hi, Daphne. Hello. We'd like to offer you. <laughs> yeah, you called me. <laughs> We'd like to offer you the job, and the salary is going to be $150,000. <gasps> that's great. No, but that's a, that's a good gasp. I feel like gasping in joy is not what the takeaway was. <laughs> Have you ever wondered what life will be like after you turn 30? Or perhaps you're already there and wondering what things you want to achieve in this new decade. Welcome to List Me Tender, a podcast where we delve into an array of different things that we were quote unquote supposed to have ticked off already as 20 or 30 something millennials. What are we talking about today, Daph? So today we are talking about a topic that I am actually extremely uncomfortable with. It is not the sex episode that we talked about in season two. Okay, different kind of a different type of uncomfortable. <laughs> we are talking about the topic of or is n- it <laughs> of negotiating. For today's episode, we have a guest. She's someone that I work with, and also she is also a neighbor. Welcome. Rose to our podcast. <laughs> Welcome, Rose. <laughs> Hello. Very excited to have you. And also, thank you for all the support. Rose was also very enthusiastic and gave mm-hmm. us lots of feedback for season yes. three. And we are so excited to be able to welcome her on as a guest for this season. Thanks for having me. My name is Rose. And like Daph mentioned, I live just mm-hmm. down the road from Daph. Uh, we started out just as co-workers, but now graduated. our our relationship has <laughs> Just like spring coming soon. <laughs> yeah, I love helping people negotiate. Mm-hmm. We'll get into this more, but negotiation isn't something that came naturally to me. It's something that makes me very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I really like helping other people improve their skills. Yeah, Much and I think it's so fascinating because I do think it's not something that comes naturally to you, but yet you're interested in it. Just I would like to find out more on what got you into it, like how did you first start, and I guess what gave you the drive and motivation to keep going. Because for me, I think I was always uncomfortable and I never really dared to venture there and push myself. And I'm just like, oh, it is what it is. It's just like a known blind spot. Yeah, it's just somewhere that I know I don't want to go. So I took a negotiation class in university. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a class that I would have chose. Like, it wasn't a class that I was leaning towards. But my sister and my dad encouraged me to take the class. And I was really, really nervous. I expected to be participating in really, like, intense Dragon's Den-style negotiations with a really intense (laughs) professor. I went to business school, so it was kind of like that sometimes. But the class ended up not being like that at all. It was a really friendly environment where we were able to practice negotiation every week. So each class we would get 
like a role-playing exercise that we had to play out and come to a resolution. And then through all of those exercises over the weeks, I noticed that I tended to give everything away. Like (laughs) I would consistently just rank towards the bottom of the class because I would- They ranked you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was ranked. Oh my gosh, <laughs> oh, wow. so um, in your classes, do they kind of prep you? They just throw you in a deep end and they teach you the skills and they're like, okay, this is the scenario, go. Yeah, good question. Um, we, we got to prepare for it. Okay. So yeah, we would get, we would get a... Like homework. A homework. So we'd get a role that we'd have to like familiar, familiarize ourselves Oh, that sounds with, so fun. Then, it's like a mix of drama yeah, and business. <laughs> See, I'm like, I'm, my heart's like beating really fast because yeah. I'm like, oh my god. This it's like be the debate work. team, but for business kids. It was like going to a murder mystery party. Oh, I love this. I do agree with what Daph is saying. Like, I had a lot of anxiety before every single really? class. But through the whole semester, I was able to try lots of different techniques mm-hmm. and I figured out what worked for me. Towards the end of the semester, I was actually doing a real negotiation. I was interviewing for my next co-op placement. Ooh. And in that negotiation, I was able to negotiate a huge salary increase from $40,000 to $42,000 a year. <laughs> That's and still 5%. I was so pumped. Yep. I paid off the course. Yeah, the course fees. paid for itself. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> exactly. But that success... Yeah, it gave me a taste of like, when you ask for something, Mm. you will sometimes get it. So you might as well ask. I love that. Let's go back to basics. What is negotiation? Is it always about money? It's not always about money. Negotiation is when two or more people need to reach a joint decision together. So it's when people have different preferences and you need to come to an agreement Mm. together. They're both formal and informal negotiations. Right. Like a formal negotiation would be something like negotiating a mortgage or... Salary. Yeah. But then negotiations can also be informal, like when a teenager is talking to their parents about how long they can... Stay out. Stay out. (laughs) Yo, so this is like literally every life decision then. So I think the sex episode counts (laughs) as negotiation because you're negotiating... what well, you want to do together well, in the technically bedroom. the sex episode was more about embracing your own sexuality mm, before true. you know being true, able true. to ask for what in bed so that's more kind of an ownership confidence not really a discussion so that was kind of my takeaway from the sex episode fair listen to the sex episode everyone season two don't know which episode (laughs) (laughs) i like the topic about informal negotiation maybe we can talk a little bit about that later but i want to keep kind of going on with this formal negotiation i wish there was courses like that at our uni june yeah i feel like all the women should take this course yeah oh well i definitely (laughs) need to i feel like the both of you are pretty good it's not too late though yeah better late it's never too late to negotiate (laughs) let's talk about negotiating and how it makes you feel rosemary like do you feel like strong now you're how does it make you feel and also how does it make you feel june i definitely do not feel strong while negotiating i'm a person that doesn't like conflict mm-hmm. before a negotiation even if I prepare for it it'll literally make me feel like sick or anxious right. and I think it's because when I'm asking for something 
I'm putting both my reputation like and my relationships like on the line. Mm. And also the other person that you're negotiating mm. with, they might say no. Like they might totally just flat out reject you. Mm. So I don't find it a really friendly place to be, but I think it's something that, that everyone should be doing. Mm-hmm. So even after all these years, and even though you're like passionate about it, it still makes you feel uncomfortable to mm-hmm. negotiate. Uncomfortable AF. <laughs> But do you think yeah. you've had a lot of experiences where people just flat out say no? I think I've had more successful negotiations than unsuccessful. There's definitely been both. I yeah. think I just don't like conflict. Right. I tend to not mm-hmm. address it head on. I will dance around the point forever. <laughs> and hope that it gets <laughs> Yeah, I think that's where I thrive. <laughs> I don't want to say I love conflict, <laughs> but I am quite a confrontational person. And I've got to say, I feel really like strong when I'm negotiating. That's awesome. And it's kind of like this adrenaline, this rush when you're like, when you're doing the back and forth. So yeah. I, I like this feeling. Yeah. I, I love it because it, that's just so different from how I feel. But yeah, similar thing. Like at first it's very daunting, but then over time, I think I've just learned that more times than not, people will. I'm only talking about salary, but even if it's not like the base salary itself, there are other things that you could always negotiate. So there's more flexibility than you would think in a salary negotiation scenario. Mm-hmm. What about you, Daph? Why are you uncomfortable with this? <laughs> I think I'm really, really bad at negotiating. I don't think I have ever asked for more than what people have ever offered me in terms of salary, ever. What? But oh I God. don't not like conflict either. I can be quite mm. direct. I'm okay to have those conversations. I don't know why, but for me, it's the negotiation part that I cannot mm-hmm. kind of do. It's like the money part of it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure if it's a confidence thing or I feel like I don't mm-hmm. deserve it. <gasps> you do deserve it. God damn, you deserve it. So why should we learn how to negotiate? I think because you don't want to leave money up for grabs. That's the really short story, especially when we're just talking about salary. When you get a job offer, typically a company will give you an offer that allows for room to negotiate. So you should always negotiate just to see if you can get a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, when you learn how to negotiate, you get more comfortable asking for what you want and for what you deserve and it can apply to lots of different things at all parts of your life as part of a job offer what else can you negotiate if not the cold hard cash you can negotiate your salary of course you definitely want to try that but there's a lot of other things that you can negotiate as well like you can negotiate potentially how much vacation time mm-hmm. you get or or even sometimes how much educational money you can get or how many courses they'll pay for there's a lot of so extras other benefits and perks yeah i think that's the part that like a lot of people just don't know it's like if they say no to yeah. a certain amount of money then you like stop the negotiation but there there is more that you could keep pushing on and some places they aren't as flexible with vacation but maybe they're willing to give you an assigning bonus for like a few thousand dollars or like education budget as you mentioned yeah I think mm-hmm. that that's really important when a company wants to hire you you do have the power at this point to ask for a lot they're a lot more lenient to that request compared to when you worked for a company for a couple of years they Take you for granted. might not be willing <laughs> 
but it isn't your only chance to negotiate. Like, or there's always time to negotiate later. You just have to figure out when those times mm, like are. Like for promotions and things. This leads into my question: How do you start a negotiation? What happens if you want to negotiate once you're in a job? Like, how do you initiate that conversation of negotiating? You can really start a negotiation any time, and it doesn't need to be super formal. Like, you don't need to say, "I am starting the negotiation <laughs> right now." <laughs> But what I would recommend is making sure that you're very clear about what you want before starting the negotiation. So. You don't need to wait for a special time or anything like that. You just need to very clearly be able to say, "This is what I want and why I want it." Ideally, you would say this and then also have something written to be submitted at the same Ooh. time. So it's like, "Hey, boss, I would like a raise of this okay. much because I'm really great at my job and blah blah blah. Let's make that happen." <laughs> like that's that's the conversation. That exactly, feels like <laughs> refer to point For number sure. one. <laughs> Negotiations are awkward. It depends on your relationship with your boss. Like, if you have a really formal relationship, then you'll need to bring up the request likely in a really formal way. Right, like during performance season or something. Yeah, if you have a more casual relationship with your boss, then you might be able to. It, it would seem awkward to. Bring it up in a really formal way because that's not the way that you normally communicate. Right. The key thing is to submit that request in writing so that you have an official log of what you have requested. Let's get started about what are the steps that you've learned to feel prepared and confident to go into a negotiation. So we chatted about why negotiating is important and also all the feels it brings. Yes. So now I want to learn. How do you negotiate? What do I need to do as a complete rookie, as someone that's scared of it? What is my step by step on how <laughs> I can start this journey of negotiating? That's an awesome question um, because I really think that preparation is key for a negotiation, and before you have the negotiation, you need to make sure that you start preparing well before you get there. Hmm. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com/weightloss. That's PlushCare.com/weightloss. PlushCare.com/weightloss. So step one is mm -hmm. first you need to figure out what you're what you're trying to achieve. What is your overall goal? So not something with a number at this point, but what are you trying to do? Oh, interesting. So and the example we've been talking about is I want to get a raise. That's that step's usually pretty easy to figure out. Like usually you've been thinking about it for a while, so you're like, okay, step one, check. And then step two, this is when you want to think about your backup plan. So in a negotiation terms, official negotiation terms, Ooh. this is your BATNA or your best alternative to a negotiated agreement. <laughs> what this really means is what am I going to do if we 
don't come to an agreement. So in this example, it'd be, am I going to stay in my job if I get turned down? Or am I going to quit and go to another job? And that differentiation is really, really Mm -hmm. important because it'll likely affect how much you're willing to put on the line for the negotiation. So how much you're willing to risk. If we were to put step two in an example format, what would that look like? So let's say you were buying a car, like a used car, Mm -hmm. and you were really, really focused on one specific car. Like you found the perfect one that you want on Marketplace. It's like really, really cool. It's purple. And you know that you really, really want it. Like that's what you're aiming for. (laughs) You, even though you really want this car, your Batna is most likely buying a different car. Like there are lots of different cars available. If you're not able to get your dream car, you can buy something else. Mm -hmm. So when you're negotiating a price, you know that if you don't reach an agreement, you can always go buy something else. Right. No big deal. No big deal. Yeah. You can walk away. Mm -hmm. And the reason for having a BATNA is just so that you feel better that you have other options. Is that the purpose of making sure you always have a backup plan? You want to know your BATNA so that you know when to walk away. Oh, good So when you get involved in the heat of the moment. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah, I love that. Mm Mm-hmm. This just reminds me of eBay bidding when you're like... Yeah, it's like oh, setting a cap. I'm already yeah, bidding so hard. Cap. I should yeah. just... Mm, interesting. Yeah. yeah, you might end up going over budget and then you just agree to something that's just totally not reasonable or feasible for yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Step one is figuring out your overall okay. goal. Step two, figuring out your walk away point. Mm-hmm. And then your step three is... What's the worst outcome that you're willing to accept? And in, again, fancy negotiation terms, this is called your reservation price. Right. So for the purple car, this is the maximum amount that you are willing to pay. Right. Like a job negotiation, it would be the minimum salary that you'd be willing to do this job for, right? Yeah. But you don't want to give that away too soon because otherwise they'll be like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, if you're happy with that, then we'll just go with that number. Typically with any negotiation it's in your favor to not give away any of the any of these things because then they might get flipped on you and and used to your disadvantage Ew. so generally speaking it's better to keep it to yourself <laughs> hold your cards close to your chest and then the last so the step 4 the last outcome you really want to consider before the negotiation is what is your target like the ideal yeah what is the ideal scenario so when you think salary you want to have a target about what you want to achieve, like a realistic target of I'm going to ask for this much because this is what I think is the position is worth. You want to pick something that is actually reasonable just to have that that number uh, figured out. Not to set you up for failure. Yeah. It's those four steps. Four easy steps. (laughs) Daph, it's so simple. (laughs) (laughs) Crying. But you do this all before, right? Like you do all of this work before you even get to the negotiation. So you haven't even had a conversation with your boss yet. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. By identifying those Mm -hmm. four things, you've figured out your zone of potential agreement and also your walk away point. So if you come to an agreement in between your target and your reservation price, you know that you will be satisfied and you also know when to walk away. 
Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like boundaries. Yeah. You're really setting up like, what am I happy with? What am I really not happy with? And what are the outcomes if I don't get something that I'm happy with? Because the worst thing that can happen is you get caught up in the moment it- and then you agree to something and you, regret and you it. walk away and then you have serious regrets. Yes. Like, why did I agree to take on more <laughs> responsibility at work and I didn't get a salary mm. increase? Like, that was the worst negotiation <laughs> I've ever done, for example. Do you have any other tips for when you're actually, like, face-to-face with this person and getting the conversation going? So you've done all the prep work, you know your BATNA, you know your target, you know your ideal in the Zoom call with your boss. (laughs) What happens? What do you do? (laughs) So when you're negotiating with someone, you want to appeal to their interests as well. It's very common to think before a negotiation, what do I want? But you also need to think, what do they Mm -hmm. want? And what interests are shared between us? I would start Mm -hmm. with those. That's a good way to bring up an issue that you want to negotiate when you can agree on something to start off with. Like you're setting a very positive tone for the conversation. Example, example (laughs) script. Example script. Let's say you want a promotion or a pay rise. You can start off by saying, I want to stay at this company for a long time. This is what I'm looking for. Or I really want to grow into a more senior role and work on bigger projects for you I am looking for a raise (laughs) so you're already you've already done the homework of thinking through what they might want out of you for example taking on more responsibility or like taking on a particular project and you're offering that to them as kind of like Mm -hmm. a exactly here's what I could bring this is what I would like in return what's a really really easy thing to do in a negotiation so one thing that I learned very recently from a book uh, by a person called Roger Dawson. And he said that whenever someone makes a first offer to you, you should always flinch or gasp. <laughs> like that's way below what I was But re- react negatively, like, <gasps> like shock. What a power move. If you're comfortable with it and you think it makes sense, yeah, it's totally a power move. We can actually, we can practice it right now. Yeah, let's practice right it. Now. Daph? I'm the HR recruiter. You've applied for my job. I'm calling you and telling you what the salary is. Bring, bring. Hi, Daphne. Hello. We'd like to offer you. <laughs> yeah, you called me. <laughs> We'd like to offer you the job, and the salary is going to be $150,000. <gasps> that's great. No, but that's a, that's a good gasp. Are you supposed to be like, <gasps> like. I feel like gasping in joy is not what the takeaway was. <laughs> we can we can pick it apart. I like the gasp. That was really good. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> how you supposed to be like? Mm, oh yeah, like a warm it. reaction. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what mm, the book would have yeah. been going for. Because otherwise, it's like yeah. yes. <laughs> so so after you say mm, pause, then do you move. say? that's lower than what I expected it to be? Or do you say something like, hmm, I need to think about this because this is not something I what I had in mind. If you just want a really easy tip, it's all about just that initial reaction and it can be neutral or negative. Mm. Wow, I love this. What is a neutral response? A neutral response could be like, oh, or even a pause or a hmm. You want to put a little bit of skepticism into the negotiation. It is a power move. Yeah, they get a little insecure that they offered a little, like too little or too much, but it depends on what you're negotiating. Yeah. What it can mean is that later on in the negotiation, they're a little bit more flexible when you start to approach like your final agreement. Because I think you're setting the tone and you're 
setting it up so that there will be further negotiations because you were kind of disappointed or not not overwhelmed by their initial position okay the whole thing of negotiating just sounds it does sound like a process in itself it's like a dance is there a t- amount of time for negotiating salary? Say, from when they offer you to when you should accept it. I think you should have an idea of what you want before you actually get to the negotiation phase when you're talking about a job offer. I would even argue you should have it before you apply for the job because commonly, at least in Canada, in the first recruiter screening call, they'll ask you what are your salary expectations. Which you should never answer. Yeah. And then what do you say? Or oh, what's the script then that you should never answer? You deflect. However you can deflect, you deflect. So I've heard a really good tip that's like, do you have any salary bands for this expected role? Because that would give me a better idea if that matches my expectations. So that's one way of doing it. Because most companies, if they're large enough, they should have bands that people would fall into. And then you know if that range is within. But then the other really good one, if they don't have a salary band, is just to say, I don't know enough information about the job and its responsibilities at this point in time because we're so early in the process. Perhaps we can revisit this conversation later um, if there are other rounds that I'm successful for. Well, I love these strategies. I'm definitely going to use the gasp technique for whatever next I have to negotiate in life. <laughs> Be prepared, James, Do it. <laughs> for lots of gasps <laughs> and surprises. But I, I just wanted to say like my one thing that I was very sad to hear at my current workplace. So I work at a tech company and I was speaking with the director of engineering who hires devs all the time. And we were talking about the gender wage gap. And he said to me, a lot of the women devs just don't negotiate. Whereas men 99% of the time do. Whether they're successful or not, like most of the time they are, but women don't even start the process, so then there's no way for them to like magically just offer more. Moral of the story, negotiate. I'm really glad that we're doing this episode, so maybe anyone that's listening to this, especially girls and women, I've been taught my whole life to negotiate informally right whether it's using the tone of voice or using body language i've never been taught how to like formally negotiate because perhaps i am a girl and that's not what girls are trained to do i do feel like men instantly have this authority or confidence or power but maybe it's because they've been taught Mm -hmm. that since they were a kid you know it just comes so naturally to them as an adult versus girls You know, so yeah, I do think that women can be really powerful in negotiation because I think that there's like an intuitiveness or like emotional tact that we can use as part of it. But yeah, it isn't something that we're actively taught to do in multiple different settings, not just job um, and salary. But we got to start somewhere. So like, mm-hmm. yeah. Read Rosemary's yeah. book, do her course that she did at uni. <laughs> so Rose, what are you working on? Uh, I'm currently putting together a course and it's on intro to negotiation. It's to teach young adults how to negotiate and how to feel confident. Mm. I don't feel great in negotiations. I never really have, but I recognize that it's important and it allows me to get more of what I want. So something that's needed yeah this was so insightful rosemary i feel like very 
energized to go away and draft up my BAFTA. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been super educational. Yes. That wraps up our episode. Thanks again, Rosemary, for joining us. And, you know, it's quite very inspiring to hear how it still makes you uncomfortable, even though you were so enthusiastic mm-hmm. to come on and share your thoughts. So I really, really love that, being uncomfortable in things yeah. that you are still passionate about doing. We'll definitely post about your upcoming course when that's ready. And mm-hmm. listeners, we hope you found this insightful. And yes, if you enjoyed this episode, please let us know in the comments or just listen to it or send it to a friend and remember to rate and review us i think you can only rate and review podcasts on apple podcasts okay (laughs) yeah well i was just gonna say send it to the daphne in your life that you know has not Mm. negotiated enough (laughs) yes send it to someone that you think Mm -hmm. might find this helpful and useful and never too late to start just get their practice in yep love it Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.